Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Well, hello, and thanks for joining us again. I'm here with Austin Marshoni, Pastor Jason Tabor, and Aaron Davis, and we're going to be looking at what we heard this last week in our services and how we can apply it to our uh, relationships with friends and families. Um, so we're continuing our Bibleish series, and this week we read from Second Corinthians, uh, and the idea that we're talking about is that the pain will never be too much to bear. Um, so we'll get into that in a minute, but first let me read the verses that we talked about. Uh, it was Second Corinthians twelve seven through ten, and it says, "To keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan." to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in, in insults, in hardships, and persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. All right, so First of all, uh, is that the, that true, that the pain will never be too much to bear? Does the Bible promise that to us? <laughs> well, it's in the Bible, so it has to be true. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it does promise that, right? If it, if it, if it does, then um, uh, certainly a lot of us are, are in some trouble. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we all go through painful things. Yeah, and, and that's okay. The Apostle Paul made it clear that he asked for that pain to be taken away, whatever it was, we don't really know. Uh, but God told him basically, no, I want you to have it so that you rely on me. And Paul was th thankful for that. He he wanted to be forced to rely on God. Um, so I, in some ways, it's a good thing that he wasn't able to escape that pain. Yeah, I'd be careful with that. Um... Uh, again, as we as we think about what do I say to my neighbor, what do I say to my friend, I'll be real careful with the idea that it's a good thing. Right. Uh, yeah. so good came out most, of it, for sure. That's why I think this is one of the more difficult ones we've covered so far. I agree. I feel like you can like easily tow one line, go over what, like a line one way or the other. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, could tell me, say, God, say a little bit more about what the two sides are. It's not like God's forcing the pain upon him. Uh, he's it's more like he's allowing him to be under that pain right yeah and I think as a Christian you under like we understand that when we are in those deepest moments that's when we rely more heavily on God and it actually increases our relationship but to say that to somebody that's not connected to the body is real difficult mm -hmm. you know so I kind of think of it as more like uh you know, the people that are in the hospital where they don't believe in God, but something really bad happened and then they start praying all of a sudden. Right. And it's like, you know, that's a good example to like a non-church person that, that this is, this is how this is happening. This is your power because you are powerless, but then you have prayer, you know? It's also, and it's also through those painful times that like people have a tendency to kind of test God, you know, like that's yeah. when like people view, you know, the testing of God is like, you know, it, it, you know, like the, if you love me, if, if, you know, you know, yeah. it, it just, you start towing a line when things are tough as like a way to, um, 
I don't know, like, you know, it, it, this is a time when I know that through connection, I won't say how a particular person had, you know, a situation with, you know, um, with, with a baby that had like complications during birth. And, you know, it is not what you'd consider, you know, a, a you know, perfect, healthy baby. And that has since turned her away from her faith. And, you know, she doesn't, you know, believe in God anymore because she didn't understand how like God could let that happen that whole time. Like she just thought, thought it was too much. Kept waiting That's real. For That's yeah. totally real. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in those situations, that's where this idea is dangerous is they think that God yeah. would never allow something terrible to go wrong for me if I trust him, but he never promises that he promises to be with us and to walk us through those tough times and to make good come out of those tough times, but it doesn't promise to get rid of every tough time in our life. Andrew, I like the way you finished that out because the question I was going to ask was going to be, okay, fine. So uh, I'm convinced that, okay, God's not promising. He won't allow bad things to happen, but then why would I want a God who won't make that promise? Uh, but I like the way you finished it, that he does make another promise. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that says, you know, when the, when the bad things happen, I think there's, there's value in that too, to say, if you're struggling, if you feel like you're at the very end of your rope, that's normal. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're not broken. Um, you're not, you're not weak, right? It's okay to be weak, essentially, is what I read out of this. Um, and it's to Andrew's point, you have a God who wants to walk with you through it. And then that's like also important because it's more than just the simple, like what a lot of people tend to do is say, well, like, it's, it's like when you go to the gym, you know, you're weaker and you work out and it, you know, it hurts, there's pain, but you become stronger because of it. But like, that's more than just the strength through the difficulties and that, that the way you grow in faith with God, but also just that, like, it's more of like the uh, emotional, intimate parts of that relationship rather than just the, like, you know, the growth of the external relationship, you know, at least that's just the way I kind of was hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think God wants us to go through hard times. And I think he wants us to come to him and ask for those to stop. Um, so for instance, when, when I'm going through a hard time, usually what I'll do is I'll, I'll pray, God, please take this away from me so I don't have to go through it. Um, but if there's a reason you don't want to take it away from me, give me the strength to get through it or uh, give me comfort through this or help me learn something through this. And I think that's something that we could share with our, our neighbors is that, first of all, God doesn't want you to be hurting. Um, he wants good for you. Um, but there may be times where he allows you to go through hard times and wants you to rely on him to get you through those. Andrew, can I, can I dig into your prayer a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I liked it a lot. I should have led with that. Before. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like, what are you going to do when you dig in there? Uh, <laughs> but the, the part that I liked is when you, when you started it with, please take this away, make this stop. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I like it is because I think so many, not, I think what I, what I know is that so many of the either, either, people who don't believe or especially people who have kind of walked away from the faith a lot of times who were raised in the church and walked away one of the reasons they, they walk away is because they have this idea 
that they have to pray properly. That mm. They have to be mm. sort of on their best behavior when they when they right. talk to God. Um, I think the idea that that I can actually say, hey, God, I, I don't like this. Take it mm. away. And I hate that you did this. Um, and this idea that sort of God is big enough. I used to confront this all the time with, with people who would be surprised and comforted to know that God is big enough to handle their anger at him. Right. I mean, look at all of the Old Testament prayers. Like when David was upset about things, he would cry out to God and say, Well, when, when Job's whole world unravels. Right. He literally gets in an argument. <laughs> or when Jesus is begging God to take this cup away from him before his death. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. Jesus asked for these hard times not to come. And I'll so tell you what, yep. the thing I hear from my, you know, atheist people that I'm around more often than not is the book of Job is the hardest book for them to get over in the Bible. You know, like, why is this happening? And I keep telling them, like, the part about Job that you don't get is that God was with him the whole time. Like, even everything bad that was happening, he never left him and God never left Jesus. You know what I mean? Like he's with us the whole time in the struggle, in the suffering. So you're never doing it by yourself. You can't, you can't do it by yourself, but you're never doing it by yourself. And that's a huge comfort, I think. And I think that's kind of almost like, uh, you know, you can even put it like, a, I don't know why, like I always look at you guys. It's like with the parent perspective, like between you and Andrew, but like, you know, it's that whole, I think, you know, we were talking about love language this this morning uh, in our staff devotion. And it's kind of like that whole, I can't remember which parent it was, it was someone on staff said something about like, you know, the whole thing of, well, I, I, I don't like you right now, but I still love you. Like kind of that like whole, like, I, you know, I, you know, there's, there's still love for you when you don't do something right. And yet there's also times where a parent also in that manner needs to let things, let their kids do things to learn from them. You know, my, my parents struggled so much, surprise, surprise with me getting my homework done. And it just, it became one of those things where it was like, they kind of had to sort of put some of it in my court to kind of pick up and figure it out or, to just fall flat and learn from it, you know? And that's one of those things where in this, that type of situation, I grew from it and it wasn't like, you know, my parents did take away some of it for me sometimes and reminded me to do my homework and forced me to do my homework. But then there was the other times where they just had, just let it happen and I'd get in trouble for it. Natural consequences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe God's up there saying, hey, Austin, that mess you got yourself into, I'm going to let you get yourself out of this one this time and you'll not do that again. <laughs> but it's because, and, but it's because he loves us. You know, he wants right. us but to he like, would do it again. Yeah. yeah. And he's also, I mean, he doesn't leave you. Like, it's like, even if we want our kids to do our home, their homework or whatever, it's not like we're going to be like, I'm going to disown you if you don't do your homework. You know what I mean? It's not like I never, I'm never going to stop loving my kids. I'm never going to leave them. And God's the same way. He's always with us, always loving us. So Aaron, here's what I notice about you, and I like it a lot. Uh, again, I should have that. <laughs> yeah, I love the shirt. I was I did okay. notice that while you were talking earlier. Um, cool shirt, but also you have this this really great ability to just say faith statements yeah. as if they are certainly true. Uh, you're never doing it alone. He's always with you. Um, and I, I'm going to confess something now. My instinct always is to like make you defend it. But actually, I think I'm wrong on this. And this is this is a point for those who are watching, those who are listening. Do it like Aaron does, not the way I do it. <laughs> which is, 
just <laughs> just say the thing just mm -hmm. say what's true and let yeah. this we know we know the holy spirit works mm -hmm. so if you're talking to a friend or a neighbor especially one who's struggling and, and you want to say you know you're not you don't go through that alone you're not alone in this god's there with you they might look at you like you're crazy mm -hmm. but we know a seed can be planted there and the holy spirit can do whatever he wants with that and it might take he might take 500 times of some you know crazy christian ninja turtle shirt telling them <laughs> telling them god's always with you he's you know you don't do this alone before it finally sinks in before they finally decide to give it a try but I mean, um, not having to defend it or like justify it like i don't have every time i say something about how god's always with me I don't feel like I have to say, I believe God's always with me. Cause for me, that's the truth. And if somebody knows me, which, you know, it's not hard to know, not know me, <laughs> but if somebody knows me, they know that what I'm going to say is going to be, I believe, I don't need to say, I believe that this, you know, or I don't need to say yeah. like, this is my belief, you know, just to like soften the blow because I, I'm not coming at them. Like you need to believe this too. I think it's the way that you're presenting things, but. And also <laughs> what you're presenting, it sounds like good news, whether I'm ready to accept that or not, it right. sounds pretty good. Yeah. Plus, even if they, if they do disagree with you, it could lead to a, a good discussion about why yeah. they disagree and why you believe what you believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you mean God's always with me? What does that look like? Yeah. What does it look like if God's always with us? How do, how, I how is that experience? I have to say before I became a parent, I don't think I relied on Jesus as much as I do, but like mainly like, I, and I, I don't know if dads get this as much, but mainly moms, like when you're up, like trying to breastfeed a newborn baby at like the wee hours of the morning and it's you and this baby in the dark and the baby won't stop crying. And like, you just feel so utterly helpless mm -hmm. and there's literally like nothing you can do. And so I think I've prayed more since I've become a parent than any other time. And I know other people have like helpless feelings, but for me, that's really where I was just like, yeah, I'm going to give it all to you. Cause I literally can do nothing. Like this tiny human is relying on Jesus <laughs> to survive. Cause I, I'm not big enough for that. You know, <laughs> I'll well, just I do the steps, but I'm not big enough for that. <laughs> I think you, like you said, everybody has their own way of seeing that. I, I could see, like my wife, she went through a lot of the same things with our kids when they wouldn't stop crying in the middle of the night. Yeah. For me, I, I kind of let her, I mean, I helped out as, as much as I could, but there was only so much I could do in the middle of the you night. You helped. <laughs> uh, but for me as a dad, uh, I feel a certain responsibility to provide for my family. Uh, and when I look at the mountain of school loans I have and the bills we have, and that sometimes I just feel helpless to do anything to get rid of it all. And so I just go to God and I say, I, I can't deal with this. I need you to deal with it for me or give me, show me the way out of this. And every time I start to feel that way, he provides a way out. And that's how, for me, that's how I've seen God in my working in my life, just helping me get through certain situations like that. Okay. Can I, can I try to interpret that a little bit? Because I think there's something really helpful here, really useful for the people that are watching. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I keep asking all these questions and permission. <laughs> not like me. Um, just do it. Didn't we just talk? Don't justify. Just go for it. And just do it. So here's here's the principle that I think is happening that I think is really good for uh, for for our, our our viewers or whatever that might be. <laughs> you say I, I give this over to God. I need you to help with this. And every time He provides a way out, 
what would this is a bit of a read my mind question what would what would be another way of, of explaining those incidences i almost used it in the word i coincidence coincidence yeah oh yeah yeah serendipity or good luck or coincidence just yeah. by chance what'd you say just by chance <laughs> just by chance yeah chance yeah. um <laughs> Karma, the universe is smiling on me or something. The stars aligned. Stars aligned, sure. <laughs> um, and but anyway, I want I want to make this point really strongly because you, you say, well, well, what does it mean that God provides or 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 that God is with me? Um, one of the things we know from God's word, right, is Jesus, Jesus shows up on the scene, he says, The kingdom of God is here. This is Mark chapter one. And he he does three years of ministry that shows us what that looks like. It looks like providing for people who have needs. Um, you know, whether that's food or, or hunger or uh, they can't walk or they can't hear, whatever it is, providing for people who have needs. Then he leaves, but he says, I'm with you always. I'm, I'm actually still here. And so if that's true, what it means is that he's still doing the same things. They just look a little different. Right. So those, those, those things that we would call coincidence or good luck, another way of looking at that is to say, well, God's actually at work here doing mm -hmm. the kingdom things he always said he was going to be doing. I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, there's too many coincidences in our life for it to be coincidental. Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. There has to be a plan. <laughs> it doesn't add up. That's one thing. And also, wouldn't it be a lot more comforting if there was an actual being who cared about me enough to do these things? Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's just so much less work just to trust God. It's work in the sense of trusting, like, to build the trust. But when you get to that point where you're trusting God, like for those to like get you through those hard times, it just it, it just makes it so much more um, relieving. Like it takes so much weight off you just by simply acknowledging that you're I'm not going to do this. I, I like I can't do this. And that relief is it, 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 it's so much more simple than trying to sit there and figure it out and, or try to figure out God's plan for it. Like, you know, there's a lot of times where even like, you know, people will say like, Oh, I understand God's using this time in my life to like, you know, to, to let, help me grow or to show me something to, you know, do the kingdom work, but I'm still trying to figure out what that is. Well, I don't even feel like I need to spend all that much time like on that as much as just kind of, waiting and listening for him to actually say here it is because when we like concern ourselves with all those things we spend way too much time looking at what's right in front of us so to kind of have that build up that trust and that that faith in him but then to just have all that freedom and time to to just manage the the minute to minute issues of the actual problem you're facing knowing that god's got it is just so much more relaxing and freeing yeah, Austin, you're making an awesome point here, but I'm going to challenge you a little bit. Yeah, uh, and I want to I want to challenge you to take everything you just said, the really good uh, thoughts you just said, and put it into one to two sentences that are going to be inviting and 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 attractive uh, to a person who is struggling, to a person who is, and we see this all the time, right? The person who's trying to make everything happen on their own. Give me the invitation for that person. The trust that I have in God uh, leads me to know that I'm not doing this alone, that he's with me. And because of that, 
I am free to be present in the hard times with those who may be going through it with me to be open to seeing what he's doing in my life. And it makes things so much easier. Yes. That's what I, that's what I heard you say that I love. Yeah. Anytime you give over control, like even if it's not to God, anytime you give over control to somebody who loves you and who you trust and who has your best interest in mind, things are going to work out. You know what I mean? Like if I give some of my control over my kids to my husband, like say it's with homework or something, it makes my life easier, but I have to trust that he's going to do the homework the same way that I would, you know what you I mean? You have to trust. And there's always a little bit of fear there. Is there not? Right. Every time. Yeah. I think Every we want to, we want to be aware of that and acknowledge it when we're having these conversations. Right. Um, and I think that the, the fear portion of this comes in whether or not we like, whether or not we have our mindset on what we think should be the fix to the issue right. or whether or not we just trust that God, you know, cause like that's, I think that's the part that's different. You know, if I, if Andrew asked me to do something and he's able to give something over to me, like a piece of work to do, he, and he's trusting that I'm going to do it, you know, but there could be a time that I forget and then I fail to do something, you know, Never. but the, but the thing, <laughs> but the thing is, is that when you're giving something over to God, he's not going to fail you. No. It's if your conception of him failing you is him not removing it from you, that's where you're going to be let down. That's where it's going to seem like God failed you, but God didn't fail you. You just are putting preconceived ideas as to what his solution should be for your life. Yeah. Inviting God into my solution to fix it is not the same as allowing him to, to do what exactly. He and I have that conversation with my non-church friends all the time too, because I, for some reason, I feel like in the church community, we're a little bit more like, however we get there, we get there, you know, because we know that God has a plan, but my non-church friends, I feel like if you're going to make cereal, you have to put the cereal in first and then the milk. And I'm well, like, you do, but continue. no, you don't. If you put the milk <laughs> in and then the cereal, it is still cereal. It doesn't matter. No, you've made a mess. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the end result, which God might take you on a different road that you never thought of. And God might put the milk in before the cereal and it's still going to turn out for his good. One of my favorite Bible verses has always been Matthew six, where he says, look at the lilies of the field. Look how they're dressed. I take care of them when I take care of you or look at the birds. They're well-fed. If they're well-fed when I feed you, uh, and just like that comfort of knowing God is going to take care of me. And even if I'm going through a hard time, I know that he's got my back and I don't have to stress out about it. It just makes my life so much more freeing and yeah. calm. What a beautiful answer to the question. Why aren't you freaking out? Right. Well, because I know as you, I'm using your words now, because I know God's going to take care of me Yeah. and I've seen it happen in this, this, and this way in my life. Right. Yeah. And the end I, result is always good. Because Jesus won. Well, the end result is always good. It might mean that we die first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but because Jesus won. Like, that's why the end result is always good, because Jesus won. Mm -hmm. So. That seems like a pretty good spot to wrap up, actually. So, I agree. Uh, any uh, closing thoughts on all that? Y'all look great today. <laughs> There's it's no wrong light, way to make cereal. The light is really doing... doing... <laughs> Uh, we'll cut that part. <laughs> it's the pineapple on my shirt. It's just uh, tropical. So. <laughs>
catastrophic. Right? Uh, well, Pastor, would you want to close us in prayer? I will pray. Jesus, thank you for the promise that you are there with us. Thank you for showing us through your word what it looks like when you provide for us, even through hard times, and for the promise that you continue to do that. Lord, help us to see things differently, especially our struggles and our concerns, uh, to see them not as coincidence or happenstance or any of those things, but to see it as, as your work and your involvement among us. Lord, give us uh, especially the opportunity to, to look different to those around us as we struggle, but also give us words to speak to those who are struggling, to help them know, uh, just as we do, that you care for us, that you are there with us, and that ultimately you've overcome it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having this discussion, and thank you all this for joining us this week. See you guys later. Have a good Bye. week. Take care. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.